welcome back to the Wild Simplicity podcast and Happy New Year. It's nearly the end of January, however, I'm still feeling the New Year vibes. Actually, I'm even feeling them more than I was on the 1st of January. In fact, I wasn't really feeling them at all on the 1st of January. I find that New Year's at the 1st of January is just too contrived. It's too much pressure. I just rebel against it completely. I don't like it at all. I don't like the pressure of having to um, give up things or have to do something different or have this renewed energy when usually I'm still in the depths of winter. I'm in a real wintering mode. I'm in hibernation mode. I don't want to start depriving myself of things and make my life even harder because I find in winter it's hard enough because it's cold and I want to nourish myself and I want to give myself cozy blankets and nice food and whatever makes me feel filled up and joyful and cozy and nourished and nurtured. So this time for me towards the end of January as we uh, we're now in Aquarius season, we just had the Chinese New Year at the weekend, we've had a new moon in Aquarius and it's coming up to Imbolc as well. So there's lots of, I feel this time of year is a much more fresher and newer time of year than even three weeks ago when it was just all a bit heavy for me personally. So um, happy new year <laughs> and I hope 2023 is treating you well so far. It's been intense here and I do feel a change in ener energy and a lightness over the last few days. And yeah, there's lots going on. I opened my letter. So I talked about the mystery letter in the last episode and I did indeed open it in January, a couple of weeks ago. And was quite frankly a little bit disappointed. I had, I think, built it up to be something that was going to be very deep and profound and full of wisdom. It was lovely. It was really nice to read. Parts of it were quite reminiscent of my 14-year-old self's diary, if I had a diary when I was 14, probably did, um, recounting what we had done over Christmas in Christmas 2021. So that was nice to think back about all that and some happy memories. And... I was doing some contemplation around where I was in my business and what was happening and what I wanted to move into in my business, what I wanted to start speaking about, moving more into the healing part of my business, the spiritual part, and my own self-healing, my own reparenting and my connection to my higher self really. And I also asked a couple of questions of myself which were quite nice to read and I was talking about living in Dublin and wondering whether we'd be living in the same house in Dublin this time next year which is now 2023 January 2023 and the answer is no and at that stage Portugal hadn't even come on the radar so that's really interesting that I asked that question back this time last year so I've written another letter to myself for next year making sure it's less like a 14 year old's diary and more with some contemplations and questions and just something I think I would like to read myself with a bit of affirmation and a bit of you know you can do it Anna you're amazing 
to help me in January 2024. So I've popped that into the Christmas box and it's all taped up now. So I will read to read that again next year. I think it's just a lovely thing. It felt really good to read the letter and it felt really indulgent to open it up and exciting because I didn't know what was inside. I couldn't remember what I'd written and it was just really lovely. And then writing the other one this year to myself for next January, it felt so nice and it felt like really taking time to think about myself and to write a letter to myself and it felt like I was really taking care of myself. So yeah, here's to another year of, of joy, of pleasure, of growth, of love and all the good stuff. And speaking of growth, I've been looking at how I can grow more in motherhood. On Instagram last week, I was talking about how I had been struggling over the last couple of weeks with anger and resentment in parenting and with my kids. And I was definitely leaning much more towards the anger, irritability, resentment and intensity end of the spectrum rather than the calm, collected, fun, loving mother. But I was getting into a bit of a cycle of anger and resentment. So I paused to see what I could do differently. I didn't pause, actually. I was forced to stop because it was just getting too much for me. And I thought, okay, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to some of the things I have learned about in the past and cobble together something that's going to help myself and the kids and the family as a whole. So my parenting is a mishmash of things I've read over the years and things I've learned from amazing people. And as a manifesting generator, if anyone knows human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which means I dabble into a bit of everything. I don't follow any one thing. I have read loads of parenting books. I used to be part of a parenting book club and it was brilliant because one person would read the book. I think we did. We used to meet about every month or so. And one person would read the book and give all the, the keynotes, the crib notes to the rest of the group. And so we didn't have to read each, each parenting book. It was brilliant. And most of them were brilliant. They were all um, gentle discipline slash conscious parenting books. So all very much centered around my way of parenting which is really through connection and seeing the whole child and also reparenting along the way so parenting myself and holding myself through the triggers and through the anger and through all those difficult emotions that arise when we have children and I've also done lots of courses over the years through speech and language therapy, I've met with lots of parents, of course, and seen lots of different ways of parenting. And I'm fascinated by how we influence these little beings through their developmental years and how we interact them with them is so important. Obviously, at that point, when I was a speech and language therapist, doing it from the perspective of their speech and their language. And now the whole communication and how it affects their energy, our energy, that's all just fascinating. So I continue to do lots of courses um, over the years and I still do courses every now and then. I dabble. I don't tend to always finish these courses, but I get 
what I need from them and it's really really useful so I create my own mesh of what works for me and my family I don't generally follow any one person or methodology to the T I find the combination that feels good for me is a little bit of everything and I just feel into which ones speak to me most and I take those forward with me and I just let everything else fall so I think that when we create something that's tailor-made for our life and our family we're all so individual all our needs are so so individual and our families are so individual I think when we do this we tend to commit to it more than if we just copy and paste from someone else I think a lot of the time it is easier to copy and paste one methodology and that might work for some people particularly if you're not a manifesting generator maybe it's just my makeup and that's the way I like to do it but I definitely like to to have my own little tapestry of of what works and there's lots of lots of different tools I use one I mentioned last week on Instagram was when then because I found that what triggered me the last couple of weeks was having to go around after both kids prompting them slash nagging to pick up the laundry to put their toys away to get ready for school to brush their teeth get their pages on endless things and it was always me constantly reminding and it was exhausting and if I wasn't reminding I was doing the things myself I was just cleaning up the toys or doing all the laundry or doing the you know the clean up after dinner and not asking for help because in my mind it's just quicker if I do it myself I'm much more efficient I'll just do it myself and it'll be done and actually that was just continuing to feed into this cycle of resentment and anger and it was building and building until I blew the lid and my son got the brunt of it unfortunately and I apologized to him at the time shortly afterwards and I also spoke to him later on and apologized for shouting and for losing it and that's one of the big things for parenting is repair repair is such a because I think we all think and have an ideal of this perfect parent who doesn't shout and who doesn't lose it and who has it all together and is organized and has these beautiful school lunches and all the children have their clothes all clean and perfect and their toys are in organized containers according to you know topic and all their leggers together all their bits and pieces are in the right place at the right time and that just is this ideal I think that a lot of us have and when we can let go of that and allow for repair allow for us to be as we are and then repair when we mess up we inevitably mess up it happens and that's been the biggest tool for me because it allows my kids to see the humanness it allows them to see what happens and what you can do when you lose it or when things don't go according to plan and it's such a useful tool it's so impactful because when you can't access or interrupt your behavior in the moment if it's if you're in that triggered state it's really really difficult but you can still have a parenting win by repairing afterwards and yeah as I said it just shows them that it's it's messing up as part of life 
and we can be honest about it. It's nothing to hide. Messing up is really a very human trait. It's an essential part of being human. It's one we're often told to hide, but I think the more we show it and talk about it, the better, the better for all of us and our nervous systems and our well-being, um, especially in the oh, this society pressure cooker we live in, full of expectations and ideals. So repair is huge. So I did, I did the repair piece with my son and then decided to bring in a few of the strategies that I've learned in the past. One being when, then. When X, Y, Z is done, then we can do A, B. And so I put a list on the fridge when, and then I have a list of things that need to be done before the then thing. The then thing for us is at nighttime stories and snuggles. So when they've done their family contributions, and this is a huge thing for me, family contributions, and I don't call them chores because chores has that, say the word chore to yourself. Ugh. For me, it brings up such negative connotation of just heaviness and something that I have to do. And no, it's just, it's, it gives me the shivers, the word chores. So I use family contributions, which gives, it's a subtle language um, variable as well, because family contribution compared to chores, when we say family contribution, you think of teamwork, you think of everyone contributing to one end. And I also sometimes call it helping hands. I, so I, when I write my lists, I write a list in words and I also do a little picture for my little girl can't read yet. So I do a mix of both written word and pictures for the visual timetable. So beside family contributions, I put two little hands. So I sometimes call it helping hands. And this can be anything from helping to clear the table, bring the plates over to the sink or put them in the dishwasher or wipe down the table or um, blow out the candles. We sometimes use candles at night time or anything like that, bringing their laundry to the basket, putting some laundry away if there's clean laundry, any little things, a little bit of vacuuming maybe. So once they've done the family contribution and then I also have on the list under the when part, putting on their pyjamas, or having a bath if it's a bath night and I have on there pick out their clothes for the next day because that was a real sticking point it was causing a lot of stress in the mornings not having the clothes ready the night before and this makes it so much easier it takes them a couple of seconds to do it like a minute to do they go upstairs pick out the few bits they want to wear and it relieves so much pressure from the morning um so I can't believe we weren't doing this before now but there you go and also putting their shoes beside the front door and their school bags because we were often looking for shoes last minute before going out the door so that's really helpful and then brushing their teeth etc so they're on the list as the when part and then it's the then part so they know they can go to the fridge without me having to nag I just say to them go to the fridge have a look at your list and check if what you've got done and if you've got it all done and it has to also be done by a certain time. So they've got a time constraint as well. So they can't, otherwise they would just spend ages going through the when list. And the then thing, which is the stories and snuggles, happens when they've got all the things on the when list done and when they've done it in good time. So that's been huge. I also have made more of an effort to do some special time with them. 
I tend to not do it one-to-one all the time. At weekends, there's more chance to do it one-to-one, just 10 minutes with each child. And I call it special time. I say, you know, Connor and Mummy's special time or Chloe and Mummy's special time. They're still young, so they're seven and five, going on eight and six. So that type of languaging is suitable for them. They're not yet looking at me with disdain when I say things like that, special time. So wherever I can, I do that. It's definitely not workable every day. But when I can, I do also things like family games if we can sometimes in the evenings over christmas actually we got lots of games card games things like uno or things anyone's like that and they are great for connection because we're at a stage now where all of us can play it so my five-year-old can now play card games which is brilliant she's at a good age and it's a lovely time for us all to connect together and we sometimes do that after dinner just you know again only 10-15 minutes so it's short it's not spending a whole hour or so playing games but it's a really nice check-in point for them and another thing I've been doing is my little girl was having difficulty separating going to school so we have done and this is inspired by Dr Becky who's on Instagram if you haven't don't follow her which is filling the snuggle tank we call it snuggle tank or the love tank so giving them hugs until you both feel that your love tank or snuggle tank is full and then we separate and then I say goodbye and we do see you later alligator in a while crocodile and she thinks this is hilarious it's something so simple and she loves it and it's become a routine now it's become something we do every morning before I say goodbye to her and she knows this happens we trained as well beforehand so we practiced before I started doing for real in the mornings we did a few practices and said this is what's going to happen each morning when I'm saying goodbye to you at school we'll do this and we had a few practice rounds and it was great fun and that's a big part of it for me I can get quite serious sometimes with trying to get everything done making sure they're fed making sure they've got clothes and all the things they need and I can forget the fun part and the fun part helps everyone the fun and play helps me it lightens my mood it builds better connection between all of us and it's so important so those little bits have been really helpful over the last couple of weeks particularly and they've really helped with lessen my resentment around having to do everything because now I don't have to do everything they're involved and lessened my anger and it depends where I am my cycle as well how intense I'm feeling all these feelings but if I can at least have some of these things in place to help me and help my energy levels it's a win for everyone so there are a few of the things we were doing so far. I'm going to start adding a few other little bits in as well where I can and increasing the family contributions depending on how, how good they get at doing the current ones. But I think that's it, allowing, not becoming stagnant and allowing the growth to happen with them as they get older and as they have more capacity for more things and to take on more responsibility and it allows them to feel like they're important and they are part of the family and they're an important part of the family and we care about them and they're connected to us and it's just really nice for everyone it's a a great way for creating more ease and flow so that's what we're going with at the moment we have ease and flow mostly there's definitely parts that are not full of ease and flow but it's a lot better than it was a couple of weeks ago So if there's any of these things that you are keen to try, go ahead. And if you have any ideas 
please send me a DM on Instagram at Simplify with Anna, or you can email me hello at annaday.ie. Love to hear your ideas and how you get on with all this and how you experience anger or resentment or do you at all? Maybe not, but I think most of us do. And it's something that really needs to be spoken about. Anger for me was the catalyst for going on this whole healing journey. And it was incredibly difficult, but incredibly profound and eye-opening and life-changing. So I think rather than denying the fact that we feel this anger, it's speaking about it with somebody else and giving it airtime and allowing it to come out in a more healthy way than towards our loved ones. So that's something I'll talk about further in another episode. But for now, enjoy some play and some lightness and some fun in your life because these definitely help to dissipate any feelings of resentment and anger. And thank you so much for listening. And feel free to get in touch by messaging me on Instagram, as I said, at Simplify with Anna, or emailing me hello at annaday.ie. And if you'd like, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And I'll leave you with a reminder to ask yourself today how can I simplify here? How can I let go a little bit more of what I'm holding on to and see where that takes you? Have a great day, and I'll talk to you again next time.